Hi there, and welcome once again to the Green Room Podcast, presented by the Handshake Agency. I'm your host, Tiana Spita. How are you all out there? I'm a Queenslander in Sydney during winter, so I'm basically wearing everything I own at this point because it's the first week of winter, so below 20 degrees. But I digress, wherever you are, whatever you're doing today, I am so glad to have you with me. After my chat last week with Rise Against, it's safe to say I was in fangirl heaven with myself and the incredible Tim McElrath chatting about the band's brand new album, Nowhere Generation, and busting out a bunch of band tales to sink your teeth and your ears into, I suppose, if we're playing by podcast rules. And clearly, I wasn't the only fan of the band, with the new album clocking in at number one on the US iTunes album sales charts, and it also debuted at number two here on the Aussie iTunes charts, so not too shabby indeed. But let's jump into today's episode. We're heading a little closer to home. I had the extreme delight to have some members of San Cisco pop by, aka WA's Indie Pop Machines. Visiting me in person, I had Geordie Davison and Scarlett Stevens joining me to chat about their current touring adventures while they're christening their recent album Between You and Me. As a band, San Cisco are a bunch who seem forever young, thanks in part to their frothy tunes and upbeat sentiments. But as you dive a little bit deeper beyond the surface, it's easy to monitor the actual growing maturity that kind of is seeping through their signature style. And Between You and Me is undeniably a version of San Cisco oozing in sophistication and a sturdy sense of self too. With no framework in place for how to manoeuvre releasing an album during a pandemic, as well as touring in the midst of an ongoing lockdown in Victoria, it's been a bit of a wild ride for the band And there's also been some internal doubt over releasing a pop album in one of the most batshit crazy years in our lifetimes to add to the mix. So for now, come sit back, relax and join Geordie and Scarlett on the green room with myself chatting how the band's evolved, learning how to travel and tour again and some of their ultimate pinch me moments along the way. Well, Geordie and Scarlett from San Cisco, thank you so much for coming on the green room today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's awesome. I mean, I know it's not a very usual time at the moment. We thought that this COVID stuff was a little bit behind us. It is obviously still going on, but we can be in person, which is a bit of a rarity for me. And hopefully, you know, we can just have a nice time and it's not too awkward being in person. (laughs) (laughs) But tell me, obviously you are on the road right now. You're just christening between you and me, your beautiful new album. But before we get into all of that and what you actually got going on right now, I kind of am interested to dive into the 2021 San Francisco sound. I have to read this because I had to write it down of what you guys had originally described your vibe as. Squelchy, crispy, streamlined, hairy, indie. <laughs> is that still what we're thinking San Francisco is in 2021? No, thank yeah. God. We've grown oh. a lot since then. Yeah. When yeah. was that? That would have been like 2010. Early days, early yeah. days. And that's like well over a decade ago. How are we feeling in 2021, not just from a stylistic perspective, but. Yeah. I think it's really, it's, I mean, probably a lot of bands and artists say this, but it is so hard to like step back from your own sound and critique it and come up with um, yeah. describing words for it. That's probably why we said all those yeah. words. Yeah. I think, I don't know, it's such cough out, but I think we've probably matured a bit in our sound. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I think back when we were doing that sort of thing, it was very lo-fi and that was kind of like our, you know, we were recording everything live um, and, yeah, our vibe was very much lo-fi and then... Yeah, more loose. Yeah. 
And then as we've sort of gone on, we've we've changed the way that we recorded music and which also meant that we could be a lot more like, I don't know, specific or like a lot more controlled mm, and yeah. calculated in the way that we were doing things. Yeah, and I think that is actually quite obvious on Between You and Me. I mean, obviously a lot of that shiny innocence and all of that that mm. you guys kind of have is there, but there is just that noted... I don't want to say glow up, it's it's literally grow up like thematically, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the subject matter is noticeably a little bit heavier. You are yeah. dealing with this, but you still do maintain that, you know, gloss and that shimmer that you guys are kind of noted for. So it's definitely obvious from the outside perspective. So it's nice to know that that is happening on the yeah. inside. And was that a significant thing you guys are aiming for as you do progress in your career? I mean, is this just naturally how you've evolved or have you guys actively sought to tap out of the lo-fi stuff, get more into this polished? Like is there a physical pathway that you guys are chasing with San Cisco? I, th- I think we, um, when we sat down and spoke about making this record, we all agreed we wanted to do something next level and something that we would listen to and something we would we would be really proud of. And I think we've definitely achieved that. Um, yeah, but sound-wise I think... We also just we're, – we're all listening to different music and all those influences feed back into the, the sound. Yeah. And I think this record, Between You and Me, is probably a time in our lives as a band where Josh, Scarlett and I have been, like, the most aligned in our vision mm. of what we want it to be and how we want it to be, um, whereas I feel like in the past it has very much been, like, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but just lots of different ideas and it kind of gets pushed and pulled and that's how it, mm. how like the shape of it's created. Mm. Whereas this was very much like we're all like knew kind of where we were going and what we wanted to do. Yeah. And I know it is different in that respect from previous times, but also how and when you released it was very different compared yeah. to previous times. Talk me through releasing an album in a pandemic yeah so we released it in at the start of september and yeah in the thick of covid but we're so lucky in wa that there weren't many restrictions Mm. and we did get to tour it and um it didn't stop us in our tracks as much as it would have if we lived anywhere else in the world yeah um, so that was a that was a pretty surreal experience as well just being in this bubble Mm. um but, yeah, I think it, it was hard because, yeah, not only was it pandemic, there's, you know, huge human rights movement and with Black Lives Matter and felt almost like what are we doing releasing, like, a pop album mm. when the world is, like, very broken right now. But mm. And it was just after all the fires in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And it just is weird. Weird time, but, yeah. and we and we talked about it a lot, like whether we should sit on it for longer, or you know what 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 do we do? And there's no nothing you can look back on and be like, well, this is what they did last time this yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we just yeah we just went ahead and released it, which I think I don't know. I guess we'll never know if it was the right or the wrong thing to do. Yeah, I guess on that note though, I don't know for you guys because you are the ones creating it but as a listener like given what we're all going through sometimes having art to connect with and to respond to that is not 
predominantly always positive but has yeah. a lot of reality and has some really beautiful moments. I mean, some maybe it's exactly what we all needed. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think, like, pop music is joy and people need joy. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and people are also at home just, you know, with a lot of time on their hands and, and that's, like, a perfect way to, like, consume an album. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I know you mentioned in WA, obviously, you had a little bit more of an annex. You had your shit together a bit more than some of the other states did. And I think what was awesome is you guys actually captured the moment when you could all see each other for the first time after isolation and, you know, all of that craziness for a music video. Like, how was that feeling? Did it feel, like, regular? Did it feel right or did it feel really alien and a bit weird? Um, no, it felt great. Geordie had, I been, felt weird. <laughs> Geordie had been living like three hours away. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was Not in a caravan, but no. we, we put that spin on it for the nice. video clip. But yeah. in a shed in Gracetown. <laughs> yeah, and I was just out there with my partner and, and then I was like, well, it looks like we're going to be out here for a couple more months and then just got the phone call, like, you've got to come shoot a video clip next weekend. <laughs> like, just oh, roll up I in your caravan, yeah. like dust blazing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> And um, we did it, and I was like, wow, it's weird. And because I like live with Josh usually, and I remember like the first night back in the house, and he was like, so weird having you here yeah. <laughs> in our house because I haven't been there for so long. Yeah. And it, yeah, I think it was like, it, I loved it, mm. but um, definitely weird. Forget how to speak to people. Mm. Yeah. The first like few outings, even though our lockdown was only like two and a bit months or something. Yeah. So maybe it was just a month. It feels longer. Like yeah. I had two weeks at Christmas and I was like, it's been three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, coming out of that, I think I went I went to like a street party, mm. um, porch fest where people play on each other's porches. Cute. And I was just like, get me out of here. I don't know how to have a conversation anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's Put like, me back inside. It's like after like the 40-minute Zoom time has run out, it's yeah. like, okay, I can't talk. I'm just going to yeah. leave, just walk away from the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's awesome too. I mean, obviously, as I said, we can be in the flesh right now. And part of that is you guys are on the road. You're taking this beautiful album on tour. How has it been to actually, I know you were able to play at home. I know Mm. you guys, like so many people had an international tour on the cards and that was a really bleak reality with all of it. But how does it feel to be able to come out of your home state and actually take this a little bit further afield and connect with your fans in a bit of a broader setting? Um, Yeah, it feels amazing. The show at the Enmore on Friday night was really special. Mm. And that was kind of like a, yeah, in and amongst all this stuff, a pinch me moment because you could play to like a thousand people mm. and um, it felt like a, a real rock concert. Mm. Yeah. It, yeah, it was. But we've had two shows on the Gold Coast before that, so mm. um, that they were also really fun. Yeah. And I think those those regional gigs are... Is Gold Coast regional? I'm from the Gold Coast and I didn't realise till I left it, it's regional. Yeah. So I'm a regional person, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Um, and those gigs are really fun as well. Mm. So I think everyone's just pumped to yeah. see live music again. And we went to this open mic night. Yes. That was really funny. What, how, what went down there? Oh. Just some crazy covers and, um, yeah, so many characters in this like little bar. Yeah, we'd just flown in. That's kind of what I miss from it is like just being on tour and so sort of weird shit that happens to you when you're on mm. tour. We flew in and we were so hungry and the only place open was this like little bar. Yeah. And they had great burgers and there was this house band playing and people would just <laughs> kind of get up and play a few songs and it was all great. Mm. And everyone was just like having a good time. 
Yeah. And then we went home and it I was, was like, hey, that's what it's like to be on tour. Yeah. It was like the CBGBs <laughs> of the Gold Coast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is this Eddie's? Yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah. I actually went there last weekend. Oh. Someone was like singing Living on a Prayer. I was like, <laughs> I found my home. I'm yeah. with my people. Yeah, that was that was lovely. Yeah, and very good burgers. Although I did have to unhinge my jaw to eat one, so yeah. that was very very oh, mine glamorous just, for like, me. Disintegrated. Yeah, you, were, you were like, "How do I eat this?" I, like, I just yelled, on, "Look away! <laughs> look away!" <laughs> and I find that interesting on the note of touring because I've read you guys speak in the past about how a little bit earlier on you did kind of find that you kind of shedded the novelty of like you know getting crazy loose on tour and like doing all that fun stuff like do you find how do you keep your sanity how do you mm. keep level and get through the tour in normal settings I know this time around has been a little bit up and down but mm. how do you maintain sanity and it's a really good question I think we're gonna have to relearn it yeah mm. I think it's been so long that like I don't really know what to do on tour now. Like you I was saying, you were surfing. You got to. <laughs> I was fine for the first few yeah. days because I could just surf the whole time. But mm. I don't know. Like right now, I was just talking to Scarlett. She's like, "Oh, there's this thing going on like tonight, and another something else." And I was like, "I don't. I can't do it. Mm. I don't know if I can." Whereas <laughs> I feel like I used to be like, "Yeah, sure, let's go out and do that." Mm. Yeah. But I've just like had one night out, and I was like, "I'm ready to just chill out now yeah. for the next you have week." To be really like careful with your energy i guess mm. you do you gotta be very Selective. strategic mm. <laughs> and it's fashion it's fashion week in sydney oh, <laughs> and we went to a couple of things on monday that yes. was draining and yeah it was so draining mm. and um i mean obviously it's such a privilege to go out be yeah. out and about in sydney and not be in lockdown and and yeah and fashion stuff's just fun but yeah. it was um it was actually like quite you, you know, running around. And yeah. then after those four shows, I was like, I can't. I just need to go home. <laughs> You've been going <laughs> hard, nap. though. Yeah. You, she's had, like, photo shoots yeah. and meetings. Yep. And I just did one thing. That's <laughs> 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 a fashion week tick. <laughs> yeah. Went to first fashion so show. Funny. Yes. Jordy Done. was like, Jordy had, like, primo position at the basic show. Were you show. front row? Were you there in the front row? <laughs> there was, like, three rows. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, I, I walked in late, couldn't get a seat, <laughs> and Jordy was just sitting there, like, watching the show go down, looking, <laughs> like, like very chic. And I was like, you bitch. This is amazing. <laughs> Maybe I'm calling. the fashion Yes, head. you're the real fashion The new head. calling. I love it. <laughs> I'm retiring. You can yeah. take over. You've taken the mantle of fashion mantle. <laughs> yeah, night classes with Scarlet. Yes. Fashion. <laughs> I love this. Well, I look forward to more of that. Hopefully some covers on the on the radar for you down the track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Styled by Scarlett, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just be your stylist. And um, tell me, I know this too is a little bit different to others as we've talked about as well, but for both of you, is there one item, like non-negotiable must-have that always makes the suitcase when you go on tour that you absolutely can't live without? Or has it changed since Ooh. COVID's hit you? You've reevaluated things. I, I just... Yeah don't know how to pack anymore yeah, I, I packed so much stuff but i have like i have needed it we will need it because we have to stay in sydney longer yes. than expected mm. but i don't know probably a neck pillow which mm. i didn't bring this time you never bring a neck pillow but i have in the past okay and it was and it was great while it lasted <laughs> and a water bottle i didn't bring a water bottle this yep. trip yeah um i reckon the the earplugs that i use on the plane because, mm. like, iPhone earplugs don't, I mean, mm. you know, like, headphones. Yeah. Because the iPhone ones don't work, 
and these ones kind of fit in my ear so I can still sleep. Mm. So mm. when I've got number four and forgotten them, it's just like, what do I do now for the yeah. next? Not having something on the plane is hell. Oh, it's yeah. My, yeah. It you're, actually is torture. You're all right, though, because you... I just... Um, she just sleeps. How? How? <laughs> I like... It's like, like the this. most awake. As soon as the plane takes off, I'm like, I'm up. I'm up. <laughs> where, where are we? What are we doing? I do the head the head banging thing. <laughs> People have... Like, strangers have woken me up before. I mean, like, have you ever there? done the cheeky, like, <laughs> accidentally gone onto the shoulder thing? Probably. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm pretty good on the plane. Like I'll just you just read a bit and then you sleep. Yeah, I'm mm. reading Lord of the Rings at the moment. Oh hell yes! Really? From the yeah. start, I read The Hobbit. Yes, last tour. Yeah, and nice. now I'm on to the first of the of the trilogy. Hell yes! I think you might just be <laughs> my soulmate after all. This is exciting. <laughs> well, I don't read that. I don't really. I don't read that much fantasy. Yeah. But um. But it is such a nice like escape yeah. from reality. And, and probably like the rare times you can actually do something yeah. like that uninterrupted. Yeah, and it's a really good – yeah, I love reading on tour. That's like when I do most of my reading. Yeah. But um, it's a good – I think it's good for anxiety. Mm-hmm. Really? Reading fantasy. Because mm. you're just like submerging yourself in a completely different world. Absolutely. Like it could be worse. There could be fucking dragons here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. All right, I'll give that a yeah. shot. There you go. <laughs> Makes you really grateful. <laughs> really grateful. I feel like <laughs> he's just going to start usurping all of your interests. Like by the end of it, yeah. I'm not going to be able to tell who's who. Yes. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, tell me with the tour too, like you guys are expanding, you're playing with a five piece, I believe, on tour at the moment. Yep. How has that been in your res- you know resurgence back to live shows? Mm. Oh, it's so good. I'm really into it. <laughs> We've got Mitch on bass. And yeah. um, James, my boyfriend, on keys. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think it's like the best lineup. I don't know. Everyone's just really pumped on stage, mm. and it's like it feels like it's a real like it's a real rock show now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like James is an incredible keyboard player, and he plays different stuff every time. Nice. And it kind of like I don't know. It's just added this extra. Layer. layer to what's going on mm. that just I don't know and, and also because like there's more drummers on tour now than ever because James mm. plays drums in Pond and Mitch is actually a drummer we, he's just like learned <laughs> yes. how to play bass for, for the band huh. and That's so, awesome. so they all just like cycle through playing drums and they'll like when when like a rhythmic issue will come up or something they're all just like talking about it oh I love that and it's I think there's too many drummers. Yeah. It sounds like you're There probably is too many drummers. <laughs> and our um, our tech is a drummer as well. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so yeah, San Francisco featuring we should, all the drummers. <laughs> we should do a drum clinic while yeah. we're in Sydney. You know, there's, like, big, amazing Japanese, like, I think it's taiko drums or oh. something. You guys should, like, you know, just feature some of that. <laughs> just take a load off and let them do that for a song. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's – I think it means and, – and also – we you know, we're doing more with like Ableton and stuff now mm. for our live shows and we're just able to kind of like come up with an idea and just make it all happen and mm. everyone that's there can just like do it as well. Yeah. Because um, like today we've got to do a performance at Savo and Josh has a cold so he's not going to come but now we have James. <laughs> There's going to be enough instruments for us yeah. to still do a song and James can just be like, 
I'll do his guitar part with this hand Brilliant. and I'll do my mm. chords with that hand. Yeah, we've never had a keys play in the live. Yeah. yeah. Not, shows, none so. of us are very good at playing keys. Uh, you know, that's... Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually... I, I like, learnt piano mm. through high school and childhood mm. and I still don't have anything to show for it. Yeah, same. I can play, like, the chords, but then someone's like, play this song, I'm like, no, I'm out. Yeah. Like, I'll play a C and an F and a G and we've got yeah. a little song going. <laughs> I, I learnt, like, classical. Oh, proper. But only, yeah. like, I only did, like, preliminary. Yeah. I only got up to preliminary AMEB yeah. and then tapped out. Yeah. It's too hard. Stick around. After the break, Geordie and Scarlett take me through playing songs live outside WA, growing up in the music industry, and Geordie's lyric about Peter Pan that finally saw the light of day. All that and more coming up. Hi, everyone. Beth Privatelli from the GWS Giants here. I'm an Aussie Rules diehard, but you won't find a better sports podcast than the take with NRL legend Willie Mason and some bloke called Ian. Join Willie and that other bloke every week as he takes you through everything happening in the sports world and sorts your tips out. GWS for the win, obviously. Check out all episodes of The Take presented by the Handshake Agency Network via thepodcasts.com.au. But I feel like you've got a few other things going on, so I feel like you're doing okay. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be too much of an overachiever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me with playing the new songs, like, outside of your home state as well, like, do you think the fact that fans have had a little bit more time to digest the album and get more familiar with it, has that meant that they've been, like, obviously diehard fans would have devoured it no matter what, mm. but have people been able to kind of enjoy them because they're a little bit more familiar for it? Like, how have yeah, the fans th- been reacting to it? I think they're, like... They're hungry for it, mm. <laughs> to hear them live. Like, mm. Reasons goes off. Yeah. And that's, um, yeah, because we haven't been able to see what the reaction is to that live. Mm. And that's just, like, yeah, we could never have predicted how much it would go off in a live yeah. setting. Mm. I think, great. yeah, it would have been interesting to see Reasons, Reasons before it got in the Hottest 100 and seeing it after. Yeah. Mm. But I feel like... Yeah, that song was always going to be a bit of a banger. Yeah. And Flaws. Yeah, like and Flaws. Hearing people sing along to Flaws and that's like such a slow, ballady one. Mm. That's a bit more of a slow burn, I reckon. That one, I think, yeah, because it's been out for a while. Yes. People get around it more and more. Yeah. Well, on the topic of Flaws, am I correct that that song was actually, it was done a fair while ago and it didn't actually make the cut for the water at the time. Is that correct? Yeah. So mm, I don't remember Geordie. Geordie reckons he showed it to me. Yeah. What I'd What do you reckon? Usually when I show Scarlet songs, yeah. she just like shuts off. <laughs> it was probably just like a verse and a... Yeah. No, it was a whole song. <laughs> it was No, pinched. and then you, you had five years to make it, it perfect. It was a whole song and I played it for ages. Mm. But it wouldn't have fit on the water. No. And, and I See? think... I knew. Nah, and, but it was also our producer. I showed him and he was like, eh, whatever. Mm. And then it wasn't until we were like in Mullumbimby recording towards the very end of doing this record and I was like, can we please try this song that yeah. I've been trying to get on the record? And and I was like, sure, right, is it finished? He was like, yeah, it's been finished for, <laughs> for ages. For five years. <laughs> and we just recorded it and, and it was done. I was like, okay, well, that's another one. So then what else should we do? Mm. And mm. um, I think it just slowly, like, grew on Scarlet because I used to play it after. Yeah. I used to play it as, like, the last song of the set and she yeah. was just like, what, what did you say? I said, it sounded like a, uh, like a like angry singing. <laughs> 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 I don't like it. 
But I love the way it's recorded. Mm. It sounds great. And we tweaked. What did you had? Um, what did you have? You had a lyric, and I, I was like, "Oh, you had I'm like Peter Pan," and I was like, "Just say you're Peter Pan." <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the chase. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, that's not it the was only fi- song. It was a finished song. Yeah, like, it, was, it was perfect. Just needed that one little that one little tweak. I just needed to force it into Scarlett's life yeah. and then she liked yeah. it. Well, and I believe that's not the only one that was already in the works. Like the title track itself had been on the go for a couple of years of red. Is that correct? Yeah, that's another yeah, Geordie gem. Yep. Yeah, that was another another one that they're all songs that like I wrote just after I broke up my ex my first love. Mm. And which coincided with the recording of The Water, which also coincided with me being a bit of a, I don't know, party boy, like destructive, ruined my voice and had Had to to get get vocal vocal surgery. (laughs) And I was like, not really in a good way Mm. for the making of The Water, which Mm, has probably contributed to why none of those songs really got completed because I was like, I don't know. Wasn't you just being a my head wasn't in the game like yeah. it should have been. Yeah, a young person, a youth, a youth, <laughs> yeah. reckless youth. Wayward youth, wayward youth. I mean, I don't. You guys are obviously still in age so young, but you have been in the industry for so long, and mm. you have publicly quite grown up mm. in this industry. I mean, as we touched on right at the start, there is still that you know beautiful innocence that comes through in that beautiful pop sensibilities you guys have but there is a lot of deeper themes and subject matter going yep. on do you guys feel like obviously so much has changed in that time has anything stayed the same for you given how long you've been here now because obviously we know streaming social media all yep. of that like it's so obvious what has changed the most what's actually changed the least for you guys since san cisco has been in existence i guess well our friendship has strengthened i'd say yeah, I think I still annoy Scarlett as much as I used to. <laughs> like to think I do. Consistency. Uh, Consistency. The l- I guess the connection to fans through like performi- performance mm. and that's always been something that we valued mm. and never really taken for granted. Mm. Maybe back in the day. I think back in the day, yeah, we've talked about this a bit, but we were just so young and it w- we'd, it was just sort of life was just sort of ha- happening to us. And we didn't know how lucky we were. Not that we weren't grateful, but it was just yeah, a bit of a whirlwind. Yeah. Yeah. From awkward getting released and then like getting thrown into touring the world. Mm. And um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's nice to like, with a bit of hindsight, reflect yeah. and be like, oh, we're so lucky we got those opportunities. Mm. Um, and now. Yeah, I think, yeah, just more mature. Mm. What's, I mean, the industry's changed so much and I think for the, it's changed a lot for the better. Yeah. That's really awesome yeah. to hear, actually. It's not always what people will say and that's really, really refreshing to yeah. hear. I'm happy mm. that that's the case for you guys. I mean, there's obviously still stuff that needs to be done. But, mm. um, yeah, I feel pretty positive about being a woman in music now. Yeah. And it wasn't always so easy. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like you don't get asked those annoying questions as much anymore. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I can understand why <laughs> What's it why like being the only girl in the band? <laughs> I can understand why people ask those questions. Mm. I think I think it's important to talk about it. But, mm. um, 
but yeah, sometimes you, you might not be in the mood or like, yeah. yeah. It shouldn't be the point of the interview. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, that's fantastic. I guess, yeah, there are positive things to take out of it and yeah. even though it is all still a few roads ahead, I'm really yeah. happy to hear that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, well, I know you guys kind of started off in high school. There's been a lot and I really liked you said earlier a pinch me moment because you actually stole one of my questions. Oh. But I guess after all this time, as you said, you've toured the world, you've had so many achievements in a quite, even though it's been a long time, like mm. quite rapidly you have this huge trajectory. Even now, aside from the pinch me moment you mm. already mentioned, like do you step back and just have those moments? Like are there still, what are the key moments that really just make you realise like this is amazing, this is my dream like we're doing this still like what snapped you into that i think covid's definitely made like us appreciate our job a lot more mm. um yeah i think that yeah, there's, there's, yeah when, when you can go and when you can release i guess when you can release a song and you can be looking at it on spotify and you can see <laughs> thousands of people actually listening to it yeah. and you love you love the spotify stats. i love the love spotify stats. Stats. i love stats too i love a stat so cool i love stats <laughs> i'm so bad with numbers i'm like oh cool well i just <laughs> yeah i think for i don't know for always for me the whole like writing music thing has been like to connect with people or to like give someone something like i don't really do it to like fulfill I don't know, an idea that I have and then if other people enjoy it, that's cool. Mm. I've always done it to sort of – because I'm more of a performer than an artist, I reckon. And so – No, you're an artist. Well, I don't know. It's a theory (laughs) that I've been working on. Yep. Where there's like – you have like the artist and the performer. Like it's quite a selfless thing that you're – doing yeah i'm very selfless <laughs> very selfless but i'm just doing it for the you know people. <laughs> I'm, I'm somewhere up towards the performance like i wouldn't have fun just like writing songs and playing to them myself mm. in my room and recording them and like you know being like oh yeah but like yeah. i did this to it and i love that and yeah. like i'm more about when i write a song that people listen to and be like yeah i know exactly what you mean mm. yeah and then singing it along yeah but um, I forgot where I was going with it. No, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah? No, it does. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, those pinch moments for a lot of people would be like, what can I brag about? How can I big note myself? Whereas it's very pure. You're coming from a very pure <laughs> place with well, that. Yeah, I guess that's the pinch me thing is you release a song and, and people actually listen to it. Yep. Like we have a platform that we've built, I guess, over 10 years. So fair enough. But <laughs> like it... It, yeah, it works. But then also you think about all the people that have been doing it for 20 years mm. and it's not happening. Yeah. And it probably – but it should be yep. because, like, they're also extremely skilled mm. and, like, great mm. at what they do. So, yeah, I think that's a big pinch me mo- moment. Yeah. I think also pre-COVID when we, we did a US tour and we got to play um, at Summer Stage in Central Park. Wow. through sound, That was through Sounds Australia. Mm. But that was that was amazing. Mm. Such a cool spot to play a gig. Uh, yeah, that's pretty yeah. damn awesome. <laughs> and I no doubt there will be so many huge things ahead. Like obviously there's a little bit of time before international's back on the cards. But yeah. so, so lucky that we can have, uh, well, 
some of us can have you come and gift this incredible album around Australia in your home territory and we'll hang on to you for as long as we can. But congratulations on such a great album. Fingers crossed for the rest of the tour and just, yeah, so excited to see what continues to happen for San Francisco. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining me, guys. Okay. Well, there you have it. Some awesome insights into the world of San Francisco and a few tips on how to buddy up to them on the road. Number one, read fantasy novels. Number two, take Geordie surfing. And number three, I guess, be a drummer or at least pretend to know about drums to get an in with the team. But in all seriousness, it was an absolute treat to have Geordie and Scarlett in the hot seat with me this week. And this lot will be tearing it up across the country over the next couple of weeks, including a bunch of regional shows on the horizon as well. Trust me, if you haven't caught them in action yet, get amongst it if you can, and you may be able to even catch them inhaling a burger in a town near you very soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. For those who have been streaming, leaving iTunes reviews, or forcing your mates to grab a listen, it is so appreciated and every little bit definitely helps. If you're feeling generous, chuck us a rating or review and share that podcast love or perhaps force your friend to listen in the car, whatever works. You can catch up on all the previous Green Room episodes you might have missed, as well as a bunch of other awesome podcasts over at thepodcast.com.au. For now, I shall catch you next week.